Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Addict, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today, because we have an exciting double feature for your listening pleasure. As the world's most avid movie musical fan, I think Musical Chairs and Muppets Most Wanted make a great double feature. Both films use music and dancing to entertain and inspire us. Musical Chairs, which, by the way, is the most inspirational film you could ever want to see, focuses on wheelchair ballroom dancing, and I enjoyed it so much that it goes on my list of all-time, my list of all-time favorite ballroom dance movies right up there with Strictly Ballroom. And Muppets Most Wanted includes singing, tap dancing, and some big Mel Brooks-like production numbers, plus Kermit the Frog in a dual role who finds himself in a Siberian gulag where he turns big, burly prisoners into, guess what, song and dance men. What a treat for you, dear listeners, when you see Muppets Most Wanted and Musical Chairs. We're, all, we're also in for a treat today because Janet Karras, producer of Musical Chairs, is here to talk about her movie. Janet is a remarkable person who has transformed many of her own personal inspirations into projects that empower people living with disabilities. It's my great pleasure to bring her on now. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Janet. Thank you, and thank you for asking me to join in today. Well, I'm so glad you could be with us today, and I see that our chat room uh, is open, and uh, Nikki Starr, our wonderful producer, is there to be our chat wrangler, and I see we have um, another uh, show host in the chat room already, Nancy Lombardo, who is the host of the hilarious Comedy Concepts show that airs on Blog Talk Radio each Friday and Monday mornings at 8.30 Eastern Time. So welcome, Nancy, and I'm sure there will be, and she says that she loves the Muppets, so I was pretty sure she would be there with us. And and I absolutely love musical chairs, (laughs) Janet. I want to thank you. For um, for your involvement in this in this movie, I, you know sometimes uh, when I see a movie, I procrastinate about writing a review. But after I saw this film, I could hardly wait to do it. I was so excited. I loved watching this beautiful professional dancer 
who's paralyzed in a tragic accident get back into the dance world through the help of a wannabe dancer who's from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, the plot, the music, the the casting was just first rate as far as I'm concerned. So what motivated you to be come involved with this uh, with this project and this movie, Janet? Well, the motivation, I think, um, I had no idea. This, uh, this is going back to 2004, and uh-huh. um, I was asked to help uh, at a gala that the Center for Discovery was doing back in the day. And at that time, because of my history with the center and my uh, and my late husband's involvement, they had asked to honor me at this particular uh, event. And uh-huh. I thought to myself, oh, God, no way is this going to happen because I have gone to many galas and events, and they honor people, and they get them up there, and they say, here's this year's honoree, and the poor soul gets up to try and talk, and people are drinking and laughing, and nobody's paying attention. So I thought, well, this is not going to be me. So <laughs> I, told, <laughs> I told him, I said, well, first I said, no, thank you. It, it's very, you know, it's very flattering, but I have no interest in doing this. And then they said, no, no, it's really important. People need to see, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, the only way I'll do it is if I do something that um, that I want to do. And, of course, everybody's, you know, lost the color in their face, and they didn't quite know what I was talking about. And, honestly, I didn't either at that moment. I just knew I did not want to be a talking head. And somehow, and I, and I have to say this from the get-go, this movie has been completely... Um, taken by the universe from start to go. Everything that I have done, every person that has entered into this has had this very uh, unique experience by being a part of this story. And um, so I decided that night I was with in the company of a, of a good friend of mine who uh, was a dancer, a professional dancer. Oh, and I, and I thought, hmm, I know. I said I'll just have I'll just have him dance at the at the. We'll do a wheelchair dance. We'll do Good a. Good for you. We will show what the center is all about by putting on a little showcase, showing the world, everybody there, that everything is possible using music and dance. And so, long uh-huh. story short. He agreed. Uh, he said he would only do it if I did it, and then we enlisted two other um, uh, employees and, and people from the center. So it was the four of us as able-bodied, and we had four of the residents, young adults. And the experience was, um, was absolutely uh, magical. And after three months of practice, oh, in order to do that, though, we went to, the two of us had gone to Holland to take a workshop, a four-day workshop with a woman named Jerry Van Dyke who trained wheelchair dancers and then came back and worked with with the young adults and put on this gala. Uh, in May of 2004, 
of which no the other part of my um the other part of my criteria was that nobody could know that this was going to happen until the night of and Secret. we came out yes it, it we came out and we did this dance the four of us and then Ruben did a, a solo with the young lady at the center you could hear a pin drop so I just felt like, oh, my, the next day, I mean, we were just so blown away by the whole thing. I thought I was going to have, um, I don't know, cirrhosis of the liver or something because it was so stressful through that whole process. I was afraid, I was afraid that my intention was not going to come across the way I had it in my mind. And the last thing I wanted anything to uh, anybody to think was that we were exploiting these uh, young people or we were trying to make something out of nothing, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and not embarrass the center, not, you know, put the, put the kids on display. So it was extremely stressful the, for me the whole three months of of working up to this evening because it's such, um, and they were were severely disabled. I mean, one young lady, the only thing that you could see on her that had expression was her face. She couldn't Mm -hmm. move her arms or legs, and yet you could tell from her energy that she was totally, totally into this, and her parents right. were just, uh, just um, awed by the whole thing, and any. So the whole night was very magical. So the next day, I thought, "Holy mackerel, this is something!" If if uh, we had a standing ovation, people were crying. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really wow. it, it was so cool. And, and raised um, a lot of money, I think. Uh, oh, I was checking yes. Uh, what happened was there was this a gentleman that goes every year, and and at the end of the night he always leaves a check um, for ten thousand dollars to you know for the for the gala, and that night I swear on everything holy he left a check for a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God! So. I said, man, this goes up to one of my better accomplishments. You know? <laughs> so, well, well, now, how did that lead to the to the um, to the movie? So the next day, you know, we're uh, I guess it's similar to when people really win Oscars and stuff, and the next day they're on this like high. And so I was still so awed by the whole evening, the 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 way it was accepted, the the everything went perfect. It was beyond perfect. And I thought to myself, wow, if especially knowing that that check came through, I said to myself, wow, if this is what music and dance can do and can show and and um give people opportunity or or fill dreams or or any of these you know wonderful things you can go on and on and say wouldn't that be something that a lot of people are hesitant when it comes to anything different 
I know yeah. I was growing up and still to this day, you find you come across someone who's different or a situation that's a little uncomfortable. You become uncomfortable mainly because you don't know. You're not mm-hmm. educated or you're not familiar with something or it's way out of your your realm. And once you understand or get to know or figure it out, it's no big deal. There's no boogeyman, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. So I thought, well, maybe this would be a perfect way not only to educate the able-bodied people, but to give people that have disabilities or limitations the, um, the encouragement to try to do whatever it is that they want in their hearts, no matter how limited they are, because you can figure out how to do something. And I guess one of the perfect examples of all of this is now when we watch the Olympics that have the Paralympics, and here you see people going down the, you know, the long jump for ski, the ski jumps with with, um, artificial legs and all... I mean, it's just, this was would never have been happening like 20 years ago. I mean. And the lady that's on uh, Dancing with the Stars now that has uh, two artificial legs. Yes, uh, I mean. That's quite remarkable. Yes, and all it is, the only, the big secret to all of this is to just have people be who they are. And, and just because you're different doesn't mean that you can't where there's something wrong, you figure out a way. So um, then I gave, so on that note, that's where I just started thinking, well, all right. Um, And I had started dancing then. I had started taking um, uh, lessons in ballroom and Latin. And I know as an able-bodied person and never having danced as a young kid or 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 except going to parties when you're teenagers and stuff like that, but never having any formal um, training in dance, it was a big deal, 50-some-odd years old going in, or 60 or however the heck I was then, um, going to uh, take dance lessons, and the whole thing kicks in. Oh, God, do I look fat? Am I clumsy? Am I making a fool out of myself? Um, So... Everybody goes through this, and I thought, well, if I go through this as somebody that can, you know, that has all all the means to do things, what would a person who has a limitation be feeling? And they would be feeling very much the same as me, except they have a little bit more to contend with, but that's just a technicality. And if you can accept that you can do it on whatever level you can do it and enjoy the pleasure of it regardless, then why not? So the story started percolating like that. And then I thought, well, all right, I have to make it so that the struggle has to be able to be identified um, and not just have someone from the beginning of the movie be in a chair. And the chair, oh, I use the chair as kind of a metaphor for life because mm-hmm. we're all in chairs. 
I'm sorry to say that. We're either in it economically, uh, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. We all have our limits. And so I took the thought, I started thinking about having the young woman, young professional dancer who did know how to dance, who enjoyed the joy uh, and thrill of dance, and have something happen. But I also needed to have someone in her life that would actually be there for her regardless. Yes. And um and that was and in the casting of all our members of of our movie team when we when we were um casting and EJ Bunella came in um and I just thought he was great from the beginning because I could see the potential of him starting out as a young man and yet through the movie mature to the person that he was in the final scene. And he was wonderful. He definitely was wonderful in that role. Thank you. Thank you. Because I said to him, he came back two, two times, two, three times, and that's who I wanted. Susan wasn't... A hundred percent sold on him because of you know being the director and having her own vision for some things, and then I said, listen, I I really want him, and uh, but she thought at first he might be too young, you know, looking, and I she said wanted to, Antonio Banderas probably. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, who wouldn't? That's right. Be still my heart. Okay. <laughs> and um and I said to EJ, I said, listen. Do you? All I need from you is to start off where you are right now, as who you are. But I need you to grow. I need you to grow through the movie, so that you, at the end of the movie, every woman, every female watching you is going to want one of you. That they're going to want a guy that has that best line ever in the for me is when he says to Mia, "Okay, Mia, tell me what I can do." And how many women would just like to hear that come from some, their husband, their their boyfriend, their lover, their friend, anybody? Just tell me, what can I do for you? Without, right. you know? And he did it. And for me, that was, I'm still waiting for something like that, but that's another story. <laughs> That's, that's another movie. No, no, no. This is this is my this is it. You know, this is my one movie, and um, I never made a movie before. I never ever thought ever of doing something like this, even in daydreams. So, well, you know, we just we have a comment of a very. Uh, Positive comment from the chat room. Uh, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concept said, I just saw musical chairs. It's wonderful and poetic. And I oh. agree with, with Nancy uh, completely about that. And I, I think you deserve congratulations for, for how this, this movie has been acclaimed. Uh, I hope I have all of these awards. Uh, Correct, but I believe it was nominated for a Fred and Adele Astaire Award yes. for Outstanding Feature Film. It earned a, a GLAAD nomination for Best mm -hmm. Film in Limited Release back in 2013. And maybe you can help me with this. It had seven award nominations, 
I think it was the Massachusetts Independent oh, Film we Festival. Got, yes, we got six. Six out And of you won, won six. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's amazing. It won. It was nominated for Best Film, Best Actress, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actress, and Director. Best Director, Susan Seidelman. That is just amazing. And here it is. You're, <laughs> you had I never know. made a, a movie before. Well, you had lots of help from Susan Seidelman, oh, didn't you? Oh, my Lord. I mean, I can't say enough. I was, talk about the universe, um, that the fact that Susan chose to direct this movie. Yeah. And she she was she's just amazing. She really is. And and I have to say that this never never having done a movie before, I, the silly me, I thought they shot a movie. You know how you go to the movies and you sit down and you watch the thing from beginning to end? I yes. thought that's how they shot the movie. I was like <laughs> so shocked my first day on set, of which I went to to film every single day of filming. Every single, I was there for everything. So it's almost like you don't leave your your kid with some people you don't know. So it was like that. <laughs> I wasn't letting go of this in any shape or form for somebody to come and muck it up. No, oh, this is your baby. There's mm. no doubt about that. But she was she was just wonderful, and I was intimidated in the beginning, thinking you know I didn't know I didn't know anything about any of this. But yet, when it would come to a part uh, in the in the filming or a line or anything, just even the way the dancers would carry themselves or something, and it didn't fit, I could say to her, you know, Susan, that's we don't do that in competition, or this isn't what this would never happen, and mm-hmm. she actually was so gracious and. Either she would either rewrite something for me or for the for the fit movie, not just for me, but for the for the overall script uh, and the overall story. But she would she would really agree with it. It wasn't like you know. I mean, she could have pulled rank many times and said, "Well, I'm the director. Sure. The heck with you," you know. But she didn't because we really worked well together. And um, and she was just so open, and sometimes, sometimes she would say to me, "Well, that's really not what we do in film." And I would say, "Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> why?" Because sometimes I had some cockamamie suggestions, but overall, it was it was so important. And I see those pieces when and when I'm watching the film, I know exactly the line or the way the way um you know that one of the actors would have done something that was something we talked about and and i i expressed a concern and she and she adjusted it and it's and it's absolutely perfect so well she i can't say enough just I, I've been a fan of uh, Susan Seidelman's ever since seeing Desperately Seeking Susan. Mm-hmm. That was such a, a great film. And so, uh, yeah, you're right. The universe, I mean, bringing together people that need to be together for, for various uh, projects like this, it, it certainly mm-hmm. happened. I mean, 
with with this i mean you and susan getting getting together um the film itself is just uh so entertaining and so inspirational and i was just wondering if you if you have any favorite scenes from the movie um actually i do um one of my most favorite is when um after EJ comes back from realizing that there's a new there's a competition that's going to happen and he's sitting with them in the in the gym saying, "Well, guys, you know, I just heard there's a wheelchair first wheelchair dance competition and they can't um you know, do you want to, are you in this?" And they and they all agree except, you know, Kenny says, "Well, you know, uh uh EJ says well, we need four, you know, we need able-bodied partners. And Kenny says, oh, yeah, and where are we going to get those? Or something to that effect. <laughs> and then we go right into the Dance With Me montage. I oh. think for me, that's when the the movie just goes in the, that's when everybody just lightens up and just goes you know absolutely and it just changes up until then it's i mean it's a it's a great movie i mean what was done but that moment that moment and when um and and when he says to her in the pool you're a dancer so dance and uh it's, it, there's a number of them. I could go, actually, I could go through the whole thing. It's hard to pick. <laughs> it's definitely hard to pick, but I love, yeah. I, I like the way you think on those. But I, uh, you mentioned the pool scene, and that is my favorite scene. I just, I, I just really just, you know, went straight to my heart when, mm-hmm. um, when EJ's character Armando shows um, Mia. And by the way, Mia is played by Leah, and I, I've forgotten to, Pipes. She was just fabulous mm-hmm. in that too. But anyway, when when Mia and um, when when Armando takes carries her into yes. that swimming pool and then whirls her slowly around mm-hmm. in the water, I, I honestly could almost feel her pain that she was feeling up to that point change in yes. the happiness, and and she was feeling hopeful and and then of course whenever you've got a movie with obstacles that are that this couple faced i mean uh not only the 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 pain that that mia was going through uh, from losing her uh her dance ability she thought mm-hmm. and and but then the fact that these two are from very different uh yes spaces and lifestyles and it just it seemed insurmountable so you had us you had us there we i mean i i just couldn't help cheering these two these two on that's great it was just delightful yeah i know when i was thinking thinking of this story and going through um you know start to finish starting with you know the characters and how the story would play out for me and what I w- wanted to accomplish by doing this the the difficulties and the um obstacles uh imposed by society and your own physical self and that um 
and trying to get to the point where it starts shifting for me. And I knew that, uh, you know, when you were a little girl and you would go into a swimming pool and and you would just go in the water just high enough that if you jumped up you could twirl and yes. you could go around and you could make believe you were this wonderful ballerina by just jumping up, twirling for that second or two that you were weightless. And I thought that would have to, we need to have her get in the water somehow and and um, experience the weightlessness again, but be able mm-hmm. to, you know, just put her head back and twirl, you know, so that she can renew renew that that sensation and that feeling of dance when you are on the dance floor and you and you just are, you know, going into a waltz or a foxtrot or or any of that. And um and Susan managed to, you know, get it I couldn't figure out how the heck are we gonna get him in the pool, you know. But um it was just one of those pivot pivotal moments that had to change Mia's idea about herself and how she felt about Amando and how Amando felt well he knew how he felt about her but they had to get to kiss at some point so it was um it's great it's one of those and that's another scene when I watch it I remember going over and we had so many takes on this and that Mia just wasn't, not Mia, um, Leah wasn't quite, you know, getting it uh, as far as the twirling part. And then I said to her the same thing that I just said said to you as far, I said, Susan, do you mind if I say something to her? You know, because we only really have one director on a movie. And uh, so I did get a permission slip to go over and say, you know, I said, Leah, just make believe you're a little girl when you were in a pool and put your head back and twirl. And that's what she did. And it, it was worked. just, yes, it worked. And it worked mainly because Susan said, okay. You know, I mean, when I think about it, how many times you watch um, talk shows or even, you know, the work up to the Oscars and how the directors are, you know, they always have something to say about the intensity of directors and things. I mean, you know, she could, Susan could have said, hey, go sit in the corner. <laughs> Yes, yeah, she could have. <laughs> Albert Hitchcock would never me. put up with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she did. Oh, I, I just would have loved to have been a little mouse in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching, but, watching and she was watch. so you, gracious. She was you so were not going to let this go, not, not at all. You know, I thought there were other characters in this um, in this oh, movie yes. that that I just I I thought they I just loved them uh, those the colorful characters uh, who were recruited for the wheelchair ballroom class. And, yes, uh, that really really helped helped the movie. They all added so much depth and and humor to the movie. The Laverne Cox was the outspoken transgendered woman, and yes. Morgan Spector is an Iraqi war veteran and Audi Angel, I don't know whether I'm pronouncing that right, is that tough goth girl. I mean, that yes. just added so much depth and humor to the movie. Was that your idea? Um, well, that was, yes, as far as the story uh, and putting this together, yes, I needed to have 
I needed to have um, uh, the transgendered because I that's another uh, segment of society that is that I wanted to put in a more positive light and acceptance and and the struggle you know how the struggle amongst all of them for accepting each other for their differences even though they were all in chairs you know so um the same with uh using the latino uh culture to make the difference between mia's upper east side to armando's you know latin background and Mm -hmm. all these subtle without and and keeping it the most important thing for me in these with these different um uh populations or or groups was to keep it positive that there there is 90% of everybody within all of these different um groups for lack of a better word I can't think of another term I could use right now that um that are just hard working good people trying to make a living raise their families have a life and not always have all of this negative stuff uh imposed upon them you know i mean as far right. as the gender issue uh, as far as any cultural issue you know it's it's they it, they're hard working people and good people and i wanted to show that i didn't want to have anything that would imply that being transgendered or being uh you know latin or or any other um nationality but but latin because this was basically a new york movie and mm-hmm. and that's why you know i lean towards the latino community and plus i just think latinos is so hot but anyway oh. um <laughs> i agree i definitely so, agree i have to tell you that uh that Nikki Starr uh, is in the chat room, of course, and uh, and making sure that uh, that everybody is well taken care of there. Oh, but good. she posted this. She said, "I can't wait to see it." So um, you're doing a very good job of uh, oh. getting people interested in it. And we probably should uh, take this time for you to say where people can see this movie now, because I think there's uh, there's a deadline date. Um, that worried me. That's why I wanted to do the uh, do this show this week. So, uh, could you uh, tell them about uh, about uh, where they can see the movie? Yes, it's on uh, Cinemax, and it's on oh gosh, Max Go. <laughs> and Max that's Go, isn't that? It's yes, I think that's what it is. Oh, that's my on Lord. demand. Yes. And it's uh, till March 31st. We were on HBO until the end of January. And we were on uh, HBO um, Latino and HBO uh, Comedy and HBO and HBO on demand. And um, and maybe they could just call HBO and say they want us back. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 
think that would be that would be good. Well, will there be like a DVD that? Uh, yes, actually, I'm in. I, I probably would have had this done a lot sooner, but I keep thinking in terms of um, I must have visions of grandeur or something, but. I know that um, I have taken this to screen outside of the U.S. And I have, uh, so I put subtitles. So this DVD that will be out hopefully by June, all finished, uh, unless I keep adding languages. But it it will have Spanish, French, Japanese, Chinese, Russian, and closed caption for the hearing impaired, all on the same DVD. Great. Well, that and and did you say? Did I miss? Did you say when you think when that will um, be available? June. June. In June. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll need as to remind. As if I find, as long as I don't keep adding more, more uh, languages. But I think that's it for now. And um, yeah. and now I just have to finalize the. Uh, you know the cover and stuff. So this is what we're we're April first next week. So I can get this finished by June, and oh, that will. I and the announcement for that will come on our um, Facebook page. And so our listeners should uh, sign up for your uh, Facebook page. Is it uh, Musical Chairs? Yes, it's Musical Chairs the movie. Musical Chairs the movie on yes. Facebook, and yes. but if you want to see the the movie um, this week before March 31st, you can go on demand to Cinemax uh, or Max Go. That's M A X G O. Well, I I just encourage everyone to to check out this uh, <laughs> this wonderful. Or they can movie. go take a fly over to um, Holland. It's going to be screened. Uh, April 18th at the um, Holland Dance Competition, which includes wheelchair dancing along with able. But it's a truly uh, you could see the little clip on our Facebook page of this competition that we're going to be screening at, and they'll find it really exciting to see this clip and to oh, see how it, how wheelchair dancing is incorporated over there without batting an eyelash. So hopefully we'll get to that place here in the States. Oh, I hope so. And um, I think, uh, I hope that you, you keep on uh, doing your uh, ballroom dancing too. Do you plan to do that? Yes, actually, um, my dance partner, Edgar Osorio, who helped me so much with this with this movie, uh, he helped pick out all the uh, the soundtrack except for the score that Mario Gagorov did. That was mostly uh, music from our dance competition experience. And uh, so he worked really hard with me on this, and we gave up a lot of dance time. So I promised him that this year I would go back to competition. So we are going to competition in Philadelphia on um, April 10th, and then we're going to New Zealand for a competition. So uh, I'm back well, doing a we'll little competition. We'll send you good vibes. <laughs> yeah, good well, vibes on, you know. vibes on that. Well, Thank I am you. just so, um, I, I just admire you so much, all of the, the projects that you're 
that you're involved in with your uh, foundation and the Center for Discovery. And I, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing to empower people with uh, with disabilities and and for deciding to go into the film business. Now, you said that this was your only only movie, but I I I thought that there was a Teal Poppy and Remembering oh, yes, Lawrence that, yes. you, that uh, you're I involved mean, in. Is, yes, there's a another movie, uh, Teal Poppy, that uh, Joey Didio and I worked on as well, and. Um, and so he's in charge of that right now, and he is, you know, working to get that out there. And um, but that was that's about it for my movie career, I think. Um, I I'm just going to focus on musical chairs and the and uh, taking it to you know Europe and and doing a lot of nonprofit work with it and getting it to you know help encourage people uh, to try dancing. Well, I hope that you, you do uh, keep on that path, and uh, I want to thank you very much for, for being with us today and for being such a terrific guest, and I, I hope you'll keep us posted, and if there's any project that you want to talk about uh, in the future, just give okay. us a call. I will. We'll, we'll set up another, uh, another interview, and... I also uh, don't want to forget about Muppets Most Wanted because we were we promised that we talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that and it is playing now nationwide. It does have some ballroom dancing. <laughs> Christoph Waltz dances with um, Sweetums, one of the biggest uh, Muppets, in a cameo. And besides all the music and dancing, I have to mention that Tina Fey is absolutely marvelous as a prison guard. She can really belt out a song which I didn't even know until I saw Muppets Most Wanted. All the Muppets are great, and they put on shows throughout Europe. Ricky Gervais is hilarious as Interpol's number two most wanted criminal. Miss Piggy shows off her dramatic talents as she falls for a lookalike Kermit, who uh, turns out to be Interpol's number one most wanted criminal. And I didn't care if the plot was more complicated than most Muppet movies because uh, happily that special Muppet magic is still going strong. Well, I see that our time is almost up, and so I'll need to wrap things up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and to Nikki Starr for everything she does to make this show a treat to host. Special thanks again to Janet Karras and to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time when we'll be celebrating the funny ladies of film, including Cloris Leachman, Gilda Radner, Debbie Reynolds, Madeline Kahn, and many more. That's all for now, folks. So here's A.J. Daniels to take us out with a song Nikki and I dedicate to all our Blog Talk Radio listeners and today also to producer Janet Karras, and to the Muppets.
And be true 